0: and fg bringing you another banger what's been going on f yeah what's going on with it alex i know you was uh tapped in with a little bit of football over the weekend um earlier this week it seemed to be a little tragedy in the nfl mm-hmm. but i don't really know the details at this point
1: well man i specifically was watching the game man and it happened and i believe the guy named demar hamlin and a 24 year old man buffalo bills player you know went into cardiac arrest after a, i mean didn't even seem like a hard hit or nothing bro you know and um you know, I hate to see things like that in any athlete, any sport, you know what I mean? But uh, the guy's in ICU right now, man, he he is in a critical condition. I'm hoping he pulled through. Now, I was watching the clip.
0: He was the one that was making the tackle. He was no doing doubt. the
1: hitting. No doubt, no doubt. And he um, Usually you, the person getting hit is the one that's injured. No doubt, but he, he made a hit and, 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 and uh, the ball carrier, you know, kind of, you know, hit him as well. But to see a player going to a cardiac arrest at twenty four year old on a football field over a hit that was an average hit, I mean I couldn't you know, I couldn't explain now. I don't think nobody can. Well, um
0: it's it is unusual that the guy just doing the hitting is the one that gets hurt. Especially um I mean I watched it quite a few times. I was trying to figure out if something weird happened, but I couldn't
1: tell. I couldn't tell either, man. I didn't even know what was hurt actually at you know, until um they came back and said you know once well once i seen him doing cpr on him i knew it was bad so you know they say he you know his heart um actually went out right there on the field and they gave him cpr brought his heart rate back man and then um it, it was crazy
0: now do things like this i know you're a big football guy and you know i've never really been a big football person in fact when i was when my kids were of the age i deliberately left them out of football i put him in baseball and soccer mm-hmm. and my daughter played golf Do
1: these things, do you think this is a football issue? Well, this is the thing about it. I played football since I was seven years old. Um, I was a head coach, a youth football head coach for six years, vice president of our organization in Compton. Uh, Football advocate through and through all my life. You know, I grew up watching the NFL. Um, Seen hits where, you know, uh, paralysis was endured in a hit. You know, I've seen people, you know, break limbs in a hit. Um, Football is a violent sport. But at the same time, you know, they take measures and precautions like they dummy down a lot of the ways you could even hit people now. You know, but this incident to me, Alex, was um, it wasn't a dirty hit. It wasn't a you know, somebody did some extra, you know, I always thought in order for you to go into cardiac arrest, you had to have some previous some kind of heart issues. Um, tell me something different if I'm wrong, but usually, you know, you have some clogged arteries or high cholesterol or some, you know, uh, heart issues already. Um, I've never seen a player go on a cardiac arrest from football. So this is something totally new, and it's hard to just blame it on football.
0: Now, did you hear the the backlash that Skip Bayless received, the dude that's the co-host with Shannon Sharp? He was saying things like You can't believe they would stop a game. I've seen many injuries before. People is calling Skip kind of heartless and insensitive, where a dude almost died on the field, and he's expecting the game to go on. But I I don't recall ever having a game stopped either.
1: Um, The thing about it, but you never had a guy hard stop either. You know, with a broke leg, Alex, you know, you carry him to the sideline. You know, it's a sad issue. They say a prayer or whatever, and they keep on playing. The game do go on. Um, Concussions where a guy is knocked out. He regained his conscience. They help him walk to the sideline or whatever. Or even in certain forms of um, um, back issues where they even had to be carted off the field. No, a game didn't stop. But when you're in the middle of the football field and, you know, they pumping on this guy hard to restore, you know, the toll that it takes on his friends that's on that team, the toll that it takes on his coaches, people who know him personally, you know, now you're in a different emotional state as a player. So if you go on and play this game and you think about your homie, because I believe Stephon Diggs actually went to the hospital, they didn't want to let him in, he started talking shit and they let him in. You know, they probably were personal friends. So for uh, Stefan Diggs to go on to play this game, bro, thinking about his homie, you know, his head is not in the game. That can lead him to get hurt as well. So them stopping the game, you know, for me, I had already called it. You know, I was sitting there watching and I said, I believe they won't even finish. I mean, well before they stopped it. I said they won't they won't even finish this game, you know. It was just too tragic. Can you remember any other time where a game was actually stopped from an injury? Stopped but not stopped to the
0: like cancel yeah. in the middle of a game. No, yeah. I haven't. So uh, what's your whole take on Skip? Because I, I saw a lot of people this week kind of going in on him hard, like like he's just some heartless dude. And I don't know if he was just thinking how football is normally played or if, if this, this is a cold, cold white guy.
1: Well, the thing about it is, you know, I listen to Skip and Shannon. You know, I'm a Skip, a cowboy fan, but he do get under my skin sometimes. You know, <laughs> him and Shannon had just gotten into it not too long ago. Um, and I was on Shannon's side on that one um I read what he said I didn't hear what he said and the way he said it I would have had to hear how he said it in order to interpret it because just the mere words of he didn't recall where a game was stopped you know how are they gonna go on this is a crucial game it's a crucial game going into the playoffs last game of the season if not if I'm not mistaken or one more after this how can they stop a game like this and, and and still uh go on with the playoff picture um How did you say that? Did you say it in a condescending way? Did you say it in an I don't care way? Or did you just was just asking the question, you know, and when people read it, they took it a certain way. See, I would have to actually hear how he said it, Alex. Now,
0: a a cardiac arrest and whatever led up to this this situation for Mr. Hamlin from the Buffalo Bills, it seems like if I'm I'm in his family, if if I love this person, I don't think he could ever play the game again
1: no doubt you know um no doubt um don't get me wrong um i don't know what his contract looking like how much guaranteed money he have if he was to quit today but at the end of the day it's about being alive and being healthy and even being there for your family you know um If something like this can just up and happen now, who's to say it couldn't up and happen again? I believe he should go through numerous tests to get his heart checked out, his arteries and everything about his body checked out. I believe, you know, he's a professional athlete. I'm sure he will. But um, for something like that to happen, I would be scared for him. Or if I was him, I would be scared to get back out on that field.
0: Now, let me remind the Streets and Scholars listeners, it's not impossible to play professional sports with a heart problem because I remember – the lakers had a brother at a gonzaga named ronnie Turiaf. no doubt and i'm not sure if he actually had a heart transplant but he definitely had some heart issues yeah. he played ball but he was definitely not an elite player he wasn't the type of player that was going to give you 48 minutes mm-hmm. every night but nonetheless he still was a professional athlete with some heart condition
1: no doubt no doubt and we rooted for him man you know but it was always scary watching him play you know uh, because, <laughs> it was, <laughs> yeah. It was always scary watching him play. I remember the guy; you know, he was pretty good, you know. But, uh, but yeah, it, it it seemed likely that you know he may have to step away from the game.
0: Yeah, um, when when Ronnie Turiaf was drafted, they found out that he had some heart problems. Just like right after he signed his contract, he didn't even play any games as a professional yet. But he went through whatever surgeries that he had to go through. I'm trying to think if he if he actually had a transplant. But, I mean, he had a cool career. He was, you know, he was a decent athlete. But um, if I was in Ronnie Turiaf's circle, I would have just said, bro, life is too important than risking it on the basketball court.
1: No, no doubt. You know, but at the same time, you know, if, you know, um, they say exercise keeps the heart healthy if they say exercise you know keep the, the 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 blood flowing through the heart you know then basically what what he's actually doing is just going out there and getting exercise now the nba was brutal a little more brutal than it was back then you could catch a vicious elbow to the chest you know what i mean to you know um send that thing into a a, a, a malfunctioning you know but uh but uh, but I do feel what you're saying, though, 100%.
0: Now, even though you coached football for many years in the early two, um did, did you you coach in the 90s or this was all in the early 2000s? 99 to 2004. Yeah, yeah, so you had a nice uh, career there as a coach and you coached a lot of kids. If you were to have kids today, because now you know more about the game in 2023, and Happy New Year to everybody that's listening. This is our first episode of the new year. Would you still
1: expose your kids as five, six, seven-year-olds to the sport of football? Well, don't forget, Alex. I got two grandsons that play right now. They're seven years old. They play tackle football. Mm-hmm. Um, they both play. Just play the SoFi Stadium, the same uh, stadium that the Rams and the Chargers play at for their little Little League Super Bowl. Um, I do have two sons to coach these teams, and I'm on my son's helmet about doing what I did because it's a lot of coaches out here who didn't play before who. Don't understand the risk. They want these kids to go out here and hit hard like this, and and uh, and uh, but you got to teach them how to do it. You know, it's still a dangerous sport. You know, they do have better equipment. You know, the helmets are, you know, more uh, manufactured better than what we had. But at the same time, if you're not coaching the kids, Alex, the appropriate way to make a tackle, the appropriate way to never put their head down when they make a tackle. If you're not teaching them these things, they can go out there and easily get hurt. So. um we don't live by, you know, being scared to do things, but we also want to make sure we do them in the correct way to prevent injury. I mean, I've heard actual
0: NFL players. I wish I had a list of names of NFL players that say that they don't even want their kids to play. So I asked that because there are actual professionals yeah. that have played the, the game for 10 years plus. Oh, no doubt. Don't want their kids playing the game. <laughs> my
1: mother never came to one of my football games ever because she didn't want me to play. She didn't want me to play from the beginning. She didn't want me to play later on, you know, and um, so I do get it. And I see a lot of professional players, Alex, who say they wouldn't let their kids play. They, They put them in other sports, you know, basketball, softball, soccer, you know, all these other sports. You know, I don't want my kid playing football, but we have more data now. You know, we have more, we didn't know what a concussion was, you know, we didn't call it that or at least, you know, when I was coming up playing, they didn't call it a concussion. You get knocked out, you go over to the sideline, get some water and, A few plays later, you get back in the game, you know, and that was the same with the NFL. That's why they having a lot of these injuries and lawsuits that's coming up about old injuries, you know, because they feel the NFL neglected to, you know, take responsibility for some of the uh, hard hits that they took, you know, same way as boxing. But uh, for the people who don't want their kids to play uh, football, hey, man, I'm totally with them if that's the choice they want to make. Yeah, I was also thinking about boxing. I used to box at
0: this gym in East L.A., when I was a teenager, and my pops always used to say, "You don't want a life as a boxer. Yeah. You don't want a life as a boxer." And I used to think, "I said it's fun." Yeah, yeah. But he would always say, "This is not the life. It's just, it's brutal. It's..." And you know, eventually, I, I stopped doing it, not because of him, but just got you know, I, I think I got disinterested in it. But if my kid came at me and was like, "Hey, I want to be a boxer," I'd be like, "Hell no! Nah. See, I'm the same way. I don't want you going to that life. Right, Even no. though you can probably make some money, maybe get rich if you're
1: good." I still wouldn't want that risk taken by any of my kids. No doubt. I'm the same way when it comes to boxing. You know, I'm different towards football, and it's no different for some. But uh, for me, boxing, definitely I would try to discourage them or, you know, um, get them to understand the consequences of taking all them hits. And um, so so So, I get it. I I feel you. So you think uh, boxing is a little more dangerous than football? I do. I believe so because you're constantly, constantly taking hits to the head, you know, even if you're wearing headgear, you know, you're taking punches to the head, you're taking jabs, man, you know, and and uh, you're doing it every time you get in the ring, you know, it's not just one, you know, you can go out and play a football game and, 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 and never have a, a, a head-to-head with somebody, you know, especially the new way they have them tackling, you know, I think a lot of the head injuries now are, are coming from the helmet hitting the ground, and we playing the turf, you know, not so much the hits anymore because you know you leave with your helmet now, it's a, a fine and, and a and a penalty. So, um, but boxing, man, every time you get in that ring, bro, you're going to get hit in the head some at in some form.
0: Now, when I used to box, we always used to have to wear headgear in competition. I'm not so sure how much that headgear really protects you because when you get hit hard,
1: you still feel it you know oh, no doubt you know you know it, <laughs> it definitely does you know and, and you ta- but you're taking jabs to the you know to the mouth and you're taking jabs to the side of the head and a hard enough hit headgear or not man can cause some type of trauma and the thing about it is at least with a helmet you know um, I believe it's less less uh, impact on the brain itself you know and that's just that's just what I feel about it yeah, and uh, I want to
0: apologize to all the listeners from last week, man. I, the audio got messed up. I don't know what happened to the audio. Uh, my phone just rang, and that was a uh, OG Elgin from from Brim, one of the founders, co-founders of uh, Harvard Park Six Deuce Brim. I don't. It was back in the day, they called it LA Brims. Oh, okay, yeah. But today we know them as the Six Deuce Harvard Park Brims. So my phone was ringing. That was OG Elgin. I don't know what he wants, but I'll tap in with him a little bit later. And we just chopping it up here about sports, man. We're hoping a full recovery for uh, the brother from the New York Buffalo Bills. Um, what's the name again? Damar Hamlin. Yeah. Hey, whenever I think of the Buffalo Bills, I think of that Ice Cube line. Um, I won't. I won't lose like the Buffalo Bills, something like that.
1: Remember, they they went to the Super Bowl four, four times in a row <laughs> and lost all four of them. No doubt. That's back in the Jim Kelly days. Yeah. Man, they had a decent squad. They got a decent squad this year, though. And that's
0: a terrible record, though, to have. You got zero rings out of those four Man, Super Bowl visits.
1: No doubt. No doubt.
0: But, um, man, we're hoping uh DeMar Hamlin makes it through. I think you said he was twenty, only 24
1: years old? 20, 24,
0: man. Oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, I wanted to talk about, I mean, everyone's talking about Gunna, YSL, mm-hmm. Young Thug. It seems like every day there's a new situation in that case. I think other people are taking deals now mm-hmm. after Gunna took a deal. But I want to tap in with my boy, Mad Ronald, because he was, um, he was uh, I guess you could say, Part of a Rico before the YSL Rico this was probably two years ago in Georgia you know everybody knows Matt Ronald on the internet he was doing this thing he was doing his little podcast he he would always go online and give his commentary here from los angeles but somehow he got caught up in a georgia rico it's no, crazy
1: no no doubt 47 <laughs> man 46 man indictment if i'm not mistaken
0: yeah they called it operation caged doves
1: man <laughs> man, that's crazy man it is crazy
0: man I'm, I'm just glad that um it's a bs case i'm gonna tell you this straight up i went through the whole indictment now i can't speak for the dude from georgia mm-hmm. because of, of the 46 guys that you just mentioned def at least 40 three
1: of them are from georgia no doubt and i want to back up a little bit and and because and, i think some of the operation cave Doves went over a few people here um the case is um based around the um georgia uh, faction of the uh, uh neighborhood rolling 20 bloods so cage Doves, rolling 20 bloods you know <laughs> <laughs> and when they call the 20s the dubs you know what i mean so yeah you know, yeah but but that's crazy bro that um. You know 46 man indictment man you know like you say 43 44 of them are are from georgia and uh they come get the big homie you know that's crazy yeah um he was just minding his
0: business living his life uh he wasn't involved in any of the activities that the dudes in atlanta georgia were doing But, you know, some of them did tap in with him on Instagram because they look at Los Angeles as like like if you was to walk wherever there's probably cross Atlantic in another Mm -hmm, city mm -hmm. and you probably don't know none of them dudes. Right. But if you was to show up in that town, they treat you like a king.
1: No doubt. You know, and the thing about it is it's so easy to get caught up like that because sometimes, you know, when you go to the other towns and you meet the homies from other cities, you know, they do show you all the love in the world. But at the same time, as soon as you take that picture with them, (laughs) as soon as you go to the club with them, as soon as you do anything with them. Now you are part of, you know, um, a a conspiracy just based on, you know, you being with them and you being from Los Angeles, Compton, Linwood area, you know, or any town, you know, in, in California, you know, going to these other states. It gets ugly when the police get involved.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that the police be exaggerating all this stuff and they be trying to link things that there is no link uh, they take really um, they look at social media and the Internet and think that there's things going on that there's not. And I want to play a little bit of this this press conference from two years ago where they nabbed. They nabbed Matt Ronald. He's uh, he was the only person from Los Angeles that was taken into custody of, of all the dudes that they did take into custody. Take a listen to this.
2: We appreciate your commitment of, to write, and we appreciate your commitment to law enforcement. This is the GBI, um, this is a, a very complex Georgia Bureau, Bureau of I Investigations. You'll, you'll find it very same people that is Involves doing the, a lot of the YSL and, and Gunna case. I'll bring things over to the GBI Director, Vic Reynolds.
3: Thank you, sir. Now Thank listen, you Sheriff. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Vic Reynolds. I'm the Director of the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, and we're here this morning to announce the return of a major indictment in Upson County. Before we do that and give you some details, it's my first very distinct honor and pleasure to be able to introduce to you today the governor of the state of Georgia, Brian Kemp. Most of you may know this, but as part of uh Governor Kemp's both campaign uh platform and his administration was the stopping and dismantling of criminal street gangs in the state of Georgia. And not only do we have a governor who talks that talk, but we have a governor who walks that walk. I will tell you it's on behalf of law enforcement for us to be in a position we are today to uh, at the culmination of of a a virtual year long investigation resulting in some details. I'll give you in a moment to have the governor and the first lady come down here to support us. is just a tremendous uh, statement uh, in support of the men and women in brown and blue and the agents both on the state and federal level. So I certainly want to take a moment to to thank them. So before I give you a lot of details about the case today. It's my distinct honor and pleasure to introduce to you the 83rd governor of the state of Georgia, Mr. Brian Kemp. Can you
0: believe how big of a deal they're making me? Oh, okay. They got the governor, the GBI thank you,
2: Thank you, Vic, for that, and I, I'm uh, honored to be here. I,
0: and I just want everyone to know this is all BS that we're listening to. This is from two years ago.
2: All the professionals that we have in the room that have worked day and night literally on this case and many others to get us to this point today. Um, I know the first lady has been mentioned but her and and our girls are strong supporters not only of law enforcement and our men and women serving in, in armed services but all the, the the folks that are working with them side by side every day our first responders and our prosecutors and a lot of other people quite honestly that aren't mentioned that are all part of this whole team so I want to thank you guys for that as well as our first lady for being here. I did just want to mention our attorney general Chris Carr. Uh, There is no greater team player in the state of Georgia than Chris Carr when it comes to stopping street gangs and going after drug cartels and ending human trafficking. It's something that he has worked on for a long time. Chris, I want to thank you for your support, not only of, of, you know, my administration's agenda, but all that the first lady's been working on with human trafficking. Uh, he's been in the trenches for a long time, rarely asked for recognition, uh, but is just a great team member, and we appreciate you. I know Senator John Kennedy's here this morning, who is also a strong supporter of what we have going on today, the gang task force, the support of that, and the state budget, uh, as well as the, the chairman and a lot of other local elected officials that I know very well that are in the in the community and that I've gotten to know and certainly with Sheriff Kilgore and Dix and Chief Richardson, uh, we appreciate all of your leadership on the ground. Uh, and, of course, the, the DA Broder, thank you uh, for a great job that you're doing.
1: Yeah, that's crazy, man, how they got the, they even got the senator in
2: there. Yeah,
1: they got a whole
0: bunch of people. That, I mean, I'm going to put a link to this video in the show notes, but they got about 20 people standing behind. And then at some point they start talking Not about Mad Ron. Let me just yeah, the young um,
1: lady
2: I believe start talking. Deal about with her. yeah. Uh,
0: Let me fast forward to uh, also
2: uh, you know I mentioned Senator.
0: I mean they spent about twenty minutes thanking everybody.
2: That have but um.
3: That
2: just because we're having. Let's see. Here we, go. here we go. the case here in this
3: county, we're very proud of our partnership with uh, with DA. Georgia Department of Corrections is a partner that works with us. uh, All All right, they're just like patting everybody on the uh, back. He and that group under the direction of General Cardin do a tremendous let's get to the. And prevention. Felony murder. And four counts of conspiracy.
0: All right, so they they have like one murder in this whole case, which has nothing to do with Ronald, by the way.
3: There's an additional 59 counts of the violation of the Georgia Street Gang Terrorism and Prevention Act, uh, the Gang Act here in Georgia. You may have heard us say before it's one of the most powerful tools that the legislature has ever given law enforcement and we certainly appreciate their willingness to do that. There are multiple accounts of trafficking in methamphetamine, trafficking in heroin, multiple counts of possession of firearm during the commission of a felony possession with the intent to distribute marijuana, possession by felony convicted felons in the possession of a firearm, financial transaction card fraud,
0: all right, so they're going to name well, all the crimes. The yeah, they a had a whole bunch of charges.
3: Into criminal activity. Let's get to the... Uh, ...counties and through other parts of the, department, the Georgia Department. of Community, Activity of criminal street gangs will not be stopped by the state agency. Well, Third generation I'm actually tired of, of listening to this, but you
0: get the sense. They actually mentioned Matt Ronald's name.
1: Yeah, it was a lady uh, in there. Dude. It was the uh, lady, was was the lady in there, that says yeah, the name?
0: Yeah. see if you can get to hey, the lady. Yeah, let me get to the lady. Yeah. Um, because... Command. I really think we need to highlight the way that law enforcement exaggerates what's going on on the streets. Here, Good we morning. Go. here goes the lady. Is this the one? I know y'all
4: were surprised to get an invitation to Upson County this morning, but we certainly welcome you here. See here. Um, my name is Marie Broder. I am the district attorney for the Griffin Judicial Circuit. I want to start by thanking Governor Kemp. Thank you so much for your fight against criminal street gangs. It's, it should be inspiring for the rest of the country, what he's done, and the encouragement that he continues to give. I also want to thank Atter- Attorney General Carr. Thank you for your support. You'll never know how much we appreciate you. And Director Reynolds. Wow. Your team is just incredible. I can't say enough about Jared Ursher and John Melvin, Mike Carlson, and your agents that are on the ground fighting this fight. And make no bones about it. It is a fight and my local law enforcement leaders, Sheriff Barry Babb, Fayette County Sheriff, Chief Mike Richardson, Sheriff Daryl Dix, Chief Gray, I cannot say thank you enough. I know that you stand behind me, and I appreciate it. And you stand behind my people in this office. And your men and women that are boots on the ground fighting this fight, thank you to them. I also cannot say thank you enough to the lead GBI agent on this case and his team. They spent countless hours pouring into data, investigating these individuals who were committing violent crime. Thank you. And to my team, standing here, thank you for all of your hard work. As you all have heard, this was truly a group effort. It was important to me because I've served this community, Upson, Pike, Spalding, and Fayette County for many years. I have seen firsthand the suffering and the evil that gangs inflict on our community, our community here. They thrive by targeting those who are often overlooked, promising easy money, and often delivering nothing but a criminal record and a lifetime of regret. They are violent criminals that deprive our community of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But through the hard work of our law enforcement officers who truly came together as a united front to take down these violent gang members, and thanks to a governor who understands the threat that this criminal element poses in our community, we stand ready to send a message to those of you who commit organized crime. Don't come here. The Griffin Judicial Circuit is my home, and it is my hometown. In my opinion, it is the greatest circuit in the state. And as your district attorney, I will do whatever it takes to protect this place that we call home. That is why I have partnered with all of these agencies to bring this case to an Upson County grand jury. See, over the past several years, I have watched as gangs infiltrate our circuit. It is time to drive them out. (laughs) Gang members, this is for you. Make no mistake. If you choose to commit crime in the Griffin Judicial Circuit, whether you wield the gun yourself or direct another to wield it in your place, we will prosecute you to the fullest extent of the law. No matter how many miles we must travel, we will find you. Justice will not be denied. Director Reynolds Wright, we will extradite extradite mad Ronald Chapman and those others that have been indicted across the United States.
0: I'm going to put a link down there for, for those who want to check that out. Now, that was from two years ago. I mean, they said that these guys committed every crime in the book. Right. They put Mad Ronald as the ringleader of all these dudes. No doubt. And I just got a word that Mad Ronald decided to take a deal on this case after looking at 20 to 30 years in prison.
1: Well, the thing about it is, you know, he had a couple people on this place, uh, case that went to trial before him that got 40 years. Um, the young lady, I listened to that interview. She made sure that she mentioned Mad Ronald. You know, <laughs> they said that he was apprehended, you know, and. Um, yesterday as of when this video i mean this uh, that clip was took you know they all applauded you know he's he's in los angeles county jail at that time and you know they all clap you know mad ronald you won't be you know causing terrorists in our town no more you know and and to think that you know after 27 months he's been sitting there alex that um they didn't have as much evidence as they thought they had
0: they actually had absolutely zero evidence against right. matt ronald And again, I ain't speaking when I say this is a whole BS thing. I'm not saying that there's other people from Georgia that did whatever they did. I'm just speaking on what Matt Ronald's role was in this case, a guy, a brother that lives 2000 miles away and only knows, doesn't know most none of these folks. But the ones that he does know is just through social media, through DM and through Instagram. And that's it right you know I believe he might
1: have might have knew one person oh yeah one, there's one dude from LA that moved to Georgia that, yeah and been down in Georgia and he's the only person he knew but at the same time you know he hadn't been down there causing no rug you know it it was, it was basically him tapping in on Instagram little homies that that that, that knew he was from Los Angeles want to hook up with him on uh social media and things of that nature you know and um But they didn't have nothing. man.
0: No, they didn't. And um, all all because of uh, him having phone conversations, which they recorded. They recorded every single phone conversation he has. And none of those phone conversations talked about criminal activity. Not one single one. And uh, it was getting to the point where it's time to go to trial. It's time to go to trial. And they had really no evidence against them. But, you know, the state of Georgia works differently. You know, we've never been you know, charged there. So we don't really know how it, how it goes. But at the end of the day, uh, Ronald decided to take a deal, man.
1: No doubt. I mean, you know what, and, and I say this all the time. People hear me saying it, man. Sometimes, man, even when you're not guilty, just to get out these people face, man, you know, um, or keep from getting railroaded in a certain way because uh, they can't put you in a position and make it seem like you're guilty. You know, all that press conference, all that money that they spend in investigation, you know you put the all-white jury up there because that's exactly what he was going to have down there in that small town in georgia um how could he win you know black gang member ex-gang member from los angeles down here with the gang that's down here actually you know uh functioning and maybe really selling drugs just not not him but uh, when they put him at the top bro and say he was the leader what are these people supposed to believe alex
0: uh, I know if you put a whole bunch of older white folks that are born in the 1950s and early 1960s and you trust the law enforcement in your state and in your county and they tell you that these guys are monsters, you're going to believe that.
1: No, no doubt, you know, and, and and that's why he took the deal to keep from, you know, maybe having to. But let me ask you, this, did he actually take a deal or did he go to trial and, and the judge sentenced him? to what he got because probably the judge knew they it was some bullshit case is his cell.
0: No, he never went to trial. Oh, okay. okay. Never went to trial. Uh, he's been sitting in there for over two years. I think twenty-seven months he's been sitting in there mm-hmm. and he has not went to trial and he hasn't even really been seen, he hasn't been outlined his evidence. His all the evidence against him hasn't even been outlined in a in a way where he can say, okay, I see what they're talking about. Right, right. Um so eventually they started to offer they offered him an eighteen year deal and I, I got a phone call here with, with Ronald that I want the people to hear I'm gonna just see if I could uh, pull it up but they um they offered him an 18-year deal that's not really a deal when you didn't do nothing right no doubt and then they offered him uh, a 10-year deal and I, I would agree I would also say that that's not a deal <laughs> if you didn't do nothing so at some point um, they offer him a better deal. And let me um, play this, this phone call from Ronald.
4: I'm subject to monitoring at any time. You may begin speaking now. What's up?
0: You, you're live with Streets and Scholars, Ronald. T-tell, tell everybody who you are and, and, and where you at right now. Um, I'm Mayor Ronald. I'm Mayor Ronald. Um, everybody
5: knows Mayor Ronald from World of 20 blood, neighborhood Big Beat. Um, right now I'm in the Upton County Hill. Uh, I've been here since uh, November 18, 2020. I was uh, arrested on October 27, 2020, by a uh, joint task force of uh, the Los Angeles County Sheriff Department, the Los- LAPD Metropolitan Task Force, uh, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, Gang Task Force, and the FBI. And I was, uh, I was
0: charged on the RICO. So you. Uh, at this moment, um, I've been here for the last 20, I'm on my 27th month right now. On well, my 27th month in custody at this time right now, um, on, on December the 5th, I was sentenced to five years. Okay, so, um, so before we go. Let, let's back up real quick. So basically, you, you, you're charged with the same Rico in Georgia that the rappers Young Thug and Gunna were charged with after you were charged. Yeah, we're all on a different case where I'm charged under the same crime. Under the, basically, the same thing, the racketeering. Okay, so were you aware that the GBI, the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, did a big press conference announcing these arrests and they specifically mentioned your name in that press conference? Not at the time. I have since since I've been in custody,
5: I have been, been made aware of that, but I didn't know then. I didn't even know that I was under investigation or anything like this. I didn't know, I had no idea that I was under any
0: kind of investigation or I didn't know I was even on their radar. Uh, can you explain to the people uh, how do you think you got on the radar, and and why did they they target you in that big indictment back in 20? That was 2020.
5: indictment but everything on that criminal indictment was not criminal like my conversation
0: real quick you, you, you said you took a deal on December 5th for five years can you explain to our listeners uh, what were you what were you facing and why did you decide to take the five-year deal rather than just fight the case
5: I'm looking now. I've got five years. I've been in custody since uh, for the last. This is my 27th month in
0: custody, January 2023. So, I figure I'm probably looking at maybe another year. Probably up at the longest, probably 18 months. Did you, you ever? I mean? and, and, did did huh? you did you ever get a chance to to examine the evidence that the Georgia had against you and what what they would have used against you if you were going to go to trial? Now, when the, when the GBI did their press conference, I think they they made um, a big deal about a music video that was shot by some of the Atlanta dudes, and I'm not sure if they shouted your name out or if they mentioned you in that music video, but did that have any role in this whole case? No, that, I don't know nothing about it. No, I heard
4: nothing about the music video. The video they were trying to use against me
5: was the video that I did with Kevin Mann. And that video was nothing criminal about it. It was more of a doctor. Based on the work that I was doing in Los Angeles, and it wasn't nothing involved with any kind of crime or anything of that nature. So you know what I mean. In reality, it's funny to me because of the fact that the way they're coming after these people for these, with these recall, it seems as if they're practically violating the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. That's our freedom of speech. You know what I mean? In the video themselves, they say that in my video where they got me, were they saying because I say I'm Mayor Ronald from Rolling Twenty Neighborhood Blood. They're trying to say I'm using that as a, how do I say that? They, it's an anonymity, something like that. I can't think of the word they use, but some kind of word, you know what I mean, like a cohesive word, to draw to draw in gang members. But at the same time, those who watch the video, you know, they have a greater understanding of the fact that the video itself is done on a level of educational information and giving an understanding of the work that was being done, the evolution of this inside the city of L.A. because of the fact that, you know, basically, you know, we have to consider where we're at, a lot of people ain't on the killing. Of old Jesus. there's a lot of OGs intervening and trying to trying to bring about peace and stuff like that there. That's stuff the stuff that I'm discussing I'm going back to the community,
0: provide resources, feeding people, provide trying to help people find jobs and get in school, get off the corners. Basically that's just the stuff that they discussed in that video. Now had you ever visited Atlanta prior to you getting charged with this case? Nope. So, I've been through the airport. I've been through Hartfield Jackson Airport. so were they trying to link you to to you mentioned that there were 46 people named in that indictment most of them were from georgia did did you know any of these people from georgia Now, if, if, if you were looking at 20 years and then it went to 18 and then it went to 10 and then it went to five, did you start to figure like maybe these people really don't have any case against me, against me because each offer is getting lower and lower and lower?
5: I also have to take into consideration the chance that how much do I
0: want to play with these people because of the fact that, okay, I had a chance of beating them. But then I the also got a chance of getting 40 years. Yeah, okay, well you, know what I'm well, you got 50 seconds left, man. What would you like to, I want to I wanna just give you that last minute. What would you like to let the people know? your head up be safe They're calling there you have it that was mad ronald ronald chapman tapping in from upson county georgia he just took a, a deal he took a deal for five years on that rico case that he got hit with back in 2020 it is the exact same rico charge that the georgia bureau of investigations hit young thug and gunna with and i'm about to tap in here with fg and um get his whole take on this and i mean you've been in decisions where you've taken deals Mm -hmm. and most of the time we want to avoid the trial because if you're found guilty they're gonna give you more time basically no doubt (laughs) and um at the end of the day um i felt bad that he took this five-year deal because i had a chance to tap in with the lawyers and tap in with some other people who had inside information and everyone that had Looked at Ronald's role, knew he did absolutely nothing. So I'm like, man, we're going to fight this. We're going to fight this. We're going we're gonna to fight this. So when he told me he, he took the five-year deal, I felt like, damn, we could have fought this and won. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm not the one that's going to do that time.
1: No doubt. No doubt at all. You know, and I also want this to be a lesson for, you know, some of the gang member listeners out there. You know, some of the people out there were gang member um, kids or nephews or brothers, you know what I mean? This is a part of it. This is a part of just being affiliated with the gang. Man, Ronald got five years, was on a 46 man indictment, almost got 40, almost got 18 years just for being a member, you know, talking to people on the phone, you know. So for me, Alex, I I understand. I get it. Um, it's, it's, It's sad to say, but I'm glad he came out with the nickel. He was already down 27 months before he could even. By the time trial was even started, so I got his logic, but at the same time, man, they took his brother off the street. He was here in Los Angeles, you know, um, sent him down to Georgia, put him on a 46-man Rico that he had nothing to do with, changed his whole life just because he was a, a member, just because he had spoke with some guys on the phone, just because he had conversations with guys, and sometimes this is a part of the tragic game out there. And
0: I also want the, the listeners to know that Ronald ain't been in prison in fifteen years, the last case he caught was two thousand five. A little bullshit-ass, little dope case. I think he did three. Um, he he caught that case either 04, 03, four, He did three years, and ain't been to prison since. So this this last fifteen years is the longest stint that he had never been to prison, which is a sign that he was done with that life. Prior to that, he had always been to prison. You know, no no go doubt. do five years, go do six years, do date. You know, always doing different um, bids so for this for him to catch this case now is even is even more disappointing because i knew him personally and i knew he wasn't with none of that bs anymore so for the fact that georgia can come in here and do that i'm i'm just highly disappointed
1: no no it, you could be disappointed but at the same time you know the way they looking at it you know man ronald name did ring bills across the 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 california for sure you know, um, as he says, he got down to Georgia, it rung names, it rung bells down there. You know, that's probably because all the little homies was talking about him. You know, they hip, uh pumped his name up as he was the, you know, basically the uh, uh, everything for the dubs out there. You know, and 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 the police got a wind of that, you know, so um, recognition and, and, and um, a few phone calls from some homies down there, man, got him in a whole world of trouble. I'm just thankful that he came out with the fire, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I know this is only going to be about another year to 18 months that he's got to do. But nevertheless, I mean, they've had bro in custody, you know, since 2020. And there's a million other things I know he'd rather be doing than sitting in there on this BS case. Now, when he caught his last case 15 years ago, it it was what it was. He knew what he was doing. It was no big deal. But this is this hits differently because you minding your business. You're on social media. Oh, you tapping in with these dudes? Oh, you're the homie. um, OG Matt Ronald. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, man. We, we got a lot of love for you. Oh, OK. That's cool. Yeah. We got the we got the hood down here, too. Oh, OK. That's great. That's mm-hmm. great. <laughs> and right, right, and, and right. that's all it is. Now, there was a dude from L.A. that did go down there that did catch a case. And all he did was was call. They had uh regular conversations, nothing criminal. So I, I really want to get to the bottom of this, um, even though he already t- took his case. I want to get looked through all his evidence. I want to bring his evidence to the Internet. And I just want to show how easy it is, at least for the state of Georgia how easy it is to get caught up in a case. And I don't think that it would have ever worked in California because California got to sit there and line out the evidence. No, you got to lay it all out. Yeah, you got to lay it all out. And even what do you think with the Fed? But with a RICO Fed, you could easily get caught up into anything because it's just a conspiracy.
1: Conspiracy, that's it. And they could definitely just easily connect you you know but they still have to have some form of evidence they lay know? it out right they're gonna lay they got to lay it out you know the feds one thing I can't say about them you can't bring some faultiness in front of a judge yeah you can you, That that conspiracy covers a wide range but you would have had to d- do something at the end of the day okay it's a phone count you know what I mean you know and they will give you that you can't get five years on the phone count that's basically just talking a, a criminal activity on the phone but it appears that he wasn't even talking criminal activity you know um for me I didn't like the way that they put out you know did all that grandstanding you know um the gbi the all the agencies that was involved you know they had the governor on there they had a senator in the room that day you know and like i said i listened to that and if they go you're gonna put a link to the thing go yeah. look in there Did she specifically said and mad ronald you know <laughs> you know and, and, and went in on them. you know you're not gonna come down here and you know do this or that and at the end of the day i wonder what they felt like you know and. When, when when he did get the nickel the, com- the the sad part about it is I don't care who you are five years is a long time you know I'm not going to sit here and act like five years is a, is a cakewalk I'm not going to say that I'm just saying that for to get five years and you didn't do anything that's even worse you know so don't get me wrong I feel him. It. it's just I hate to see him down there you know uh, in that kind of situation with a bunch of people on the case that he don't know um that could have went shower because at the end of the day what i had thought they was gonna do is have one of them other dudes lie and say that and, and put him in a twist yeah and I, that's why i say i'm glad he got the nickel because he was at the top they did a whole press conference about him they could have took one of them dudes on a on lower level say here this what you're gonna say and, and routed the homie you know so i'm glad he can do that and get on back home and you know and teach everybody else that hey man stay off that phone stay out of them other states with you know chopping it up with these dudes you know and all this starting gangs in other states you know it's been been being done but at the same time it ain't as cool as you think going down there you know uh, uh messing with them dudes now
0: you just made me think about someone could have lied on him but if someone was going to lie on him or someone was going to rat out mad ronald one of these 46 dudes they would actually have to have information about Ronald in order to tell or snitch. None of these dudes, with the exception of one guy from L.A., knew Ronald.
1: Well, the thing about it, that's why I go back and say I didn't call it a snitch or I didn't call it tell and I called it lying. You know what I mean? Because, they, you know, i have seen agencies go as far enough to put information in another cat's ear to go get on the witness stand and, and tell, you know. And I've seen it go go, go all wrong, too. You know, so I don't put nothing past these people in order for them to get a conviction. You know, uh, I just don't. You know, maybe they just the evidence was so just not there; they couldn't even do that. They couldn't even have on forty-six men. Come on, man! If you at the top of an indictment on the forty-six men, you got ten people coming with information, and in this situation, nobody came with none. Nobody. He didn't. They didn't have any. Alex. <laughs> they had. You know any, what I mean?
0: And that's one of the reasons why I'm disappointed because somebody if ronald was doing something so nefarious somebody out of these 46 people would have been ratting him out
1: come on man it ain't 46 solid dudes <laughs> on the <laughs> <Yeah>. case in life <laughs> nowhere in the world yeah. you know but uh and, and and so that's what i'm saying you know they don't have nothing on him and c still had to take a nickel man that's cold
0: now i'm I'm trying to figure out did, did the gbi is the gbi just misinformed and they don't understand how gangs work Or did they deliberately say we're going to drag this L.A. dude into this case to make an example out of
1: him? Well, you know, I I believe that they'll do go to great lengths in order to make themselves um, look a certain way as well. You know, um, they wasted a lot of resources. You know what I mean? They had to get something out of it. You know what I mean? To just let him walk after we would put in all these resources. They named numerous agencies that they linked up with. You know what I mean? They spent a whole bunch of dollars. You know chasing these guys you know and don't get me wrong they don't even have all of them i believe they only <laughs> have 20 25 people in in custody i believe another 25 or something like that is on the run still you know haven't even been caught so um you know they wasted a lot of resources they did all this grandstanding man and unfortunately somebody did get punished on this case already you know they did kind of uh stretch out a couple guys, but as far as Matt Ronald's concerned, a guy who really didn't have nothing to do with this, you know, he shouldn't have had to take that nickel, but I do understand why he did. Now, when you were talking about uh sometimes people catch a federal
0: a federal charge over the phone, I've heard that sometimes the feds will take a phone conversation and put their spin to it so if i called you up f and said yeah man can you bring me two of those twisty donuts man again those those ones that you brought last week was real delicious Mm -hmm. they'll say nah they're talking about drug transactions and i'm actually really talking about twisty donuts and they can get in there and tell a jury this is code talk for drug transactions and there's no way to prove what what i'm talking about whether i'm really talking about donuts or not right and i've heard people get uh, five years, six years just for a phone call
1: No, no doubt, now I've seen the paperwork on that You know, and the homie swear now. This the whole thing about it I couldn't sit here and say that he was uh, telling the truth But he had no reason to lie He already had his nickel He showed me his paperwork, he said F and, and I forgot what the term he was using He's like, man, I was telling my son to, you know what i mean and 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 he and, he, and they say they would move the kilos you know what i mean he said bro i was telling my son you know but at the end of the day man you know he was on a big 21 man indictment and he, he took that phone count you know and uh and uh but he he, he swore up and down which i'm not saying he lied he said because he didn't have no reason to to me you know what i mean and he's like yeah, if i wasn't they just they just said that they just automatically told the people oh those are kilos he was talking about never caught me with no dope never c- caught anything you know what i mean and 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 he took a phone charge man just to get on and get up out of there so you're 100 percent right that i have read paperwork in the, in, in the homie said that it wasn't what they were talking about you know <laughs> what i mean so i don't know how often that happened i'm sure it happens all the time you know the feds don't want to let you go they throw that phone charge at you you know you look at 20 then you hear five and you just jump on
0: now, I remember reading an article about five years ago where the the feds were, wanted to hire, they wanted to hire black folks to help them translate Ebonics talks from their monitoring of, you know, organizations, whether it's LA or different cities, mm-hmm. so that they can get a better understanding on what somebody is talking about. Like, for example, everybody knows that a bird means a kilo. Right, right, So if right. you're saying a bird over the phone, there's, there's no way around right, that. Right, right. But... They the feds think that people are being really clever about using different words so they want to hire people that are from the hood but they're not part of any, you know, crime group right. to be their interpreters to help them decipher what these phone calls really mean and I was like, wow, that's kind of interesting. Y'all really trying to to send people <laughs> to prison over conversations
1: yeah but i think a lot of them got it wrong too because i I believe every neighborhood had their own specific little code words for certain things you know and i just believe that's something people did you know because i used to go over to the hoovers man and you know they had called it a whole stuff a whole different thing in codes you know i never heard of that i'm even asking what's that you know so to bring in an interpreter (laughs) to think you're gonna you know like you said unless it's some broad range something you know um um that's 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 being said man he can't interpret every little slang that somebody makes up you know so uh, but they still will do it you know
0: now i wanted to um bring it back to the ysl thing because we we talked about gunner last week he took basically the exact same five year deal that matt ronald took and if gunner was such a a menace to society they didn't want to give him bail he's a threat to the witnesses he's all of this stuff then all of a sudden he's free to go home. It just goes to show you that even parts of this YSL case, I'm not saying all of it is because right. I know there's a murder in there right, right. and there's some other crimes in there. But for the most part, I believe there's like 28, 29 people in this mm. indictment. At least Gunna is an example of how they really didn't have a case on him. He did an Alfred plea, which basically means, yeah, maybe I'm guilty of something, but no, nah, I'm going to maintain my innocence. Mm. He's free to go home what what happened to the 20 years that gun is supposed to get
1: well what happened to all the you know if he get out of jail you know it's gonna you know havoc could break loose and you know these guys are the leaders and things will happen if you gave them bail you know so you skipped bail you know what i mean it sent them straight home and you know you said they was a menace and i think a lot of this stuff flies over people head alex you know what i mean so if y'all don't sit here and see over some of the bullshit that these people are doing making people believe or 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 let me be frank you know i'm a, a, a in the comments, I see I'm accused of sometimes people think I'm trying to aid in the bed the criminals. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, I'm just going to call a spade a spade, Alex. You know, robbers rob, killers kill. I'm not naive to the fact that this is what goes on in life. So when you on these cases and you go tell some it's 26 people, you go tell somebody that such and such told on you this information. They're not even sure if this information is true, but just so, so just so happen to do be true. You know what I mean? Man, he told you did this. Man, what you going to do? Then he starts saying, no, nah, well, such and such did such and such. You know what I mean? That's how it works. When dudes keep their mouth shut. They don't have as much evidence as, as, as people think. It goes to showing the Matt Ronald situation where they did a whole press conference. It goes to showing the YSL where the GBI was on every, you know, TV and platform, you know, screaming out that these guys are going down. You know, we have, you know, a multitude of, 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 of evidence, you know, and come to find out they don't. Let a dude go home after how old gunner was in there? Nine, ten months? Yep. You know, so and you let him go home and and it goes to show. Um, Sometimes you just got to kick back. You know what I mean? You got to kick back, man, and, and just let the process play out. Stop believing everything you hear on TV. But we do all prejudge, but we all need to stop that just because we hear something on TV and wait till the facts come out.
0: Yeah, and it looks like they're just trying to, now it seems like they're more and more focusing in on on Young Thug on, um, what's bro's name? Jeffrey, Jeffrey something. Right?
1: I thought it was Jeffrey Williams or something. Yeah,
0: it seems like they're just going to just laser in on him now because they're giving deals. After we spoke about the young, I mean, the, uh, the gunner deal, a couple of more bros took some deals now, and nice. it looks like they just... Focusing on on Thug and I just want people to really pay attention to this case because there's no way. I don't even know Young Thug. I don't know nothing about these dudes, but I know the law and I know these cases. There's no way that Young Thug has done all these things that's in the indictment that they're alleging.
1: No doubt, not to mention, you know, they already threw out a portion of evidence on Young Thug's case. You know, the everything they found in that arrest warrant that they had, you know, that wasn't an official, you know, just throughout everything they found in it. Drugs, money and guns. You know what I mean? You cannot use none of that. You know, so they do have supposedly some other evidence. I'm going to tell you what the difference between um, Young Thug and Marano is. Young Thug may have a small piece of, of, of guilt in here. You know what I mean? So it's it's they're going to because they put all the energy to Young Thug. They want a grandstand. They're going to do everything they can to get somebody to get on the stand to take Young Thug down because they didn't put so much around him. If they were able to do that with Matt Ronald, they would have. They realized that they couldn't. If it was one shred of evidence more on Matt Ronald they would have did him like that and had people come get on the stand and say we got the notorious Los Angeles gang member who came down here and started this notorious gang blah 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 you feel me so when the young thug case you know the more that I look at it and the more that I'm seeing you know um it's gonna take some hell of a something for them to just get thug like that you know what I mean he may go to prison sure but but not with the the life sentence or the 40 years or something like that I don't believe he he may not have that kind of um, they may not have that kind of evidence to convict him of that kind of time.
0: Now, at this point in the, the YSL young slime place, we, we don't know who's going to come testify against other dudes at this point. Right. And I know that Gunner made a statement that you said was not helpful to any of the defendants. And I, I agree with that. But we don't know if he's going to come to court and start pointing the fingers at people, even though that statement that I read last week said he wasn't going to do right, that. Right. he He might end up doing that.
1: Uh, and then again he may not they may not need him you know they may not didn't have a bunch on him anyway you know from my understanding you know they didn't you know they didn't have no whole bunch but because he's partners with with Thug, he made a they probably kept him in there they saw that he wasn't gonna roll on thug yeah he said the things that he said in the, um that statement you know that i definitely didn't agree with but at the end of the day if he's out of it all the way now he didn't go all the way and maybe told that something that buries young thug you know what I mean he took that little piece on the chin but at the end of the day it's gonna probably be somebody else Alex to get up there and knock him down for
0: sure for sure I'm I'm gonna keep uh, my eye on this young thug case now that this Tory Lanez case is over now Tory Lanez is gonna get sentenced later this month um real quick before we wrap this up he's looking at a max 22 years 22 or 23 years I think he's gonna get somewhere between five and eight I don't see him getting maxed out. Uh, what do you think uh, the judge is going to sentence him to?
1: Um, You know what? Um, he here in Los Angeles, man. He was out in that. Oh, yeah, CCB. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about seven. I'm thinking he should get about, not should, but he, he may get about seven. Um, They could try to make an example out of him, you know, uh, but he he they may not.
0: And I want everyone to know I'm the one that dropped all the all the exhibits from that case, including the, the the apology phone call that the prosecution called it. Um, I, I didn't really I didn't like the way they called it the apology call. Nothing about the shooting was mentioned in that call. But I do understand some people saying, what else is he apologizing for? He must have been the shooter. I, I get it. But, uh, yeah, I dropped all the evidence uh, on that case. And then the Kelsey Harris statement that she gave you know, two two or three months prior, I, I dropped that.
1: Yeah, I've seen a lot of people stealing your content, though, bro. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean?
0: But a, a lot of people are more convinced now that he was the shooter just based on some of the evidence. And it's a little unfair to jump to that conclusion because you didn't get to hear the cross-examination by the defense attorney on that evidence. So I just want people to think about that. The defense had a, a pretty good answer for everything that was presented. So uh, just letting people know, don't rush to guilt just because you heard one call or one, one part of the evidence.
1: No, no, definitely no doubt, but I was disappointed in that phone call from jail. You should have never made know, it. should have never made it, bro. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, and we're catching a few people that's calling from jail and getting caught up on these phone calls. What? Hey, you, don't do it all he um, needed to do was uh call my dude to bail me out and um that's it right if i needed to go make an apology i pull up call you from when i get home yeah you know call you when i get out you know or something like that but that 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 phone call right there probably probably hurt him a lot
0: it definitely did hurt him um the phone call alone i don't think it's a big deal but you had the phone the apology phone call the the, the apology text right, and right, statement, right, right. and you start layering all of this stuff you I know, I, I could see the prosecution's case. I I ain't mad that the jury came back guilty. I don't believe this was a conspiracy by Jay-Z, Rock Nation, or anybody else. It, hey, he created some of the evidence that was used against him, and real street dudes would have never done some of that stuff that he did.
1: No, nah, no doubt, you know, but like you say, some of these dudes, um, you know, shit get fuzzy. You know, not to mention, you know, I know some solid, solid dudes, Alex, but when they're intoxicated, it's not that they're not—they not, they not, it's not that they're not solid. It's just they're slipping, you know, and they doing stuff that you know um, could 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 cause a demise or cause them you know jail time just because you're not in your right mind. So you know uh, maybe if he was thinking clear, he could have made better decisions. But at the same time, you know, by them being that intoxicated, man, you know, just could have. You know, it went the way it did.
4: All right, man.
0: Well, he's getting sentenced later this month, and they're going to be picking a jury for the uh, YSL case this week. Uh, Where can they find you at, F?
1: Uh, You can hit me up at uh, F General One on Instagram. I'm still over there at YouTube at uh, FG Unleashed. Tap in with me. Alex, uh, remind us when Eric Holder gets sentenced again.
0: I believe that's going to be January 27th. Okay. End of the month, and um, he's getting sentenced by a black judge. David Hereford and we'll see he has any mercy on um, bro for shooting uh Megan the Stallion in the foot. So, uh, if you, if you haven't seen the evidence, I got it all on street TV. I even got a, a a link, uh, at streetgangs.com with every single uh, piece of evidence as a PDF file. You can download that, check it out and, and look for yourself, but, um, don't be too judgmental by the evidence because you don't get to hear the cross-examination. You don't get to hear the defense attorney. And if you got any questions, tap in with me at Alex Alonso one zero one, follow me on Twitter and instagram and i should be getting my street tv instagram channel back in the next few days instagram reached out to me they said they made a mistake okay cool cool. so um and um thanks for tapping in on another fire episode of streets and scholars